Sancti Michel Archangeli, defendi nos in prelio, contra nequitiam, et insidias diabli esto presidium. Imperet ili Deus supplices deprecamur, tuci princeps militiae celestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad peredit sinium animarum pervagantur in mundo, divina virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. It is three years, I was going to feel like saying three days, and that's the thing, it's like what it is to us and what a day is or a year is to God and God's timeline is and can be quite different depending on our alignment and the will of God. And so three years, earth and timeline, um, it has been since I first moved into a particular place in Scotland. Divinely guided there, completely um, by the spirit and not by sight until it became evident in both sight and um, as well as in the spirit how divinely orchestrated it was to wait to um, to find and to know this particular place. So um, this is not the, the main and the only part of this. Um, it just signifies a particular time um, and sequence of events whereby my um, divine walk with God became extremely pronounced and just more obvious and throughout this time of course there is um, a particular commitment which became more evident and um, more increased in terms of my awareness um, with chastity and celibacy to a higher or the highest degree um, and just really I suppose the time and the presence with God in a place that is very quiet. So again, not not maybe for um, the most part of civilization. Maybe it is, maybe it will become that way. But, um, you know, when you're in a place that is out in the middle of nowhere, there's only a certain amount of people that live like that. And... Um, yeah, you, you're you comfortable with your own space and therefore with God to be able to be set apart like that in that way. And so through that time being truly set apart, I um, grew and developed my walk in communion with God on these different matters, but on many different matters, not just on those alone. Um, but it just gave me that time to really, or rather, um, I was placed in that time and space um, as divine timing to focus on such matters. And so a lot of silence brought about deep wisdom and clarity over a longer period of time. And 
the sovereignty of myself and how I was choosing by spirit um, as well as to what others' responses were to this in the spirit and then manifested became quite evident. And so as different things became more obvious, maybe, to me in this space and this time to think about things, I could correlate the types of situations not entirely to what happened to Jesus and his disciples. But I could see that the conversion within myself, recognising for itself the links to um, that of the path of Christ and then bringing back into a state of uh, deeper wisdom and peace um, to the point where I am now at this three-year mark. Um, just having a very much more mature outlook, not mature in terms of entirely age, um, obviously I am still fairly young, but mature in terms of just having a greater depth of understanding. At this point, going beyond um, all that I have been through, all that is written already in the Bible, as well as to now, you know, looking at things again, um, beyond the Bible and co-creating with God, but having more of an awareness of how I'm co-creating with God. That is the stance, that is the position, and that is um, the sovereignty level. And so three years, really, um, it's a wonderful celebration because it just was the time where, you know, um, there was just such a greater takeoff in terms of uh, my my walk at that point in terms of ascension or descension um, into uh, the world in a different way or in a new way. Um, again, being very free and humble of how I might be co-creating with God to then quickly have to understand exactly how I was <laughs> for the for the good um of self and all but in a, a very good place to be able to do that um well some might say in a way but it, it depends what you're <laughs> depends how how um how well equipped you are anyway so um that being said i am really happy to be celebrating this um three-year anniversary of this particular type of um, wisdom growth within um, and for the good of God's kingdom. And so moving on to this next part, um, today, let's look at today specifically on this third um, year celebration. So this point in the journey and coming to this um position now um reforming um 
obviously some of the Catholic traditions into Reformation. Now, I was from the Ascendancy, I'm from the Ascendancy, I'm from, in other words, the Reformation, and have actual memories from before birth. So, um, I was actually meant to uh, go to a Presbyterian church in the place I was staying in, in this particular, between this sort of like timeline. And I ended up going a little bit of a roundabout journey. And I went to the Catholic church because I really wanted to delve into more further some of the old subconscious um, points in, you know, what was going on in my life, why I was feeling this way, why I had certain values, but why um, maybe I was held within a particular um, judgment about something um, and just what truly God uh, felt about this and how I could move through in ways which would be uh, a glory to the kingdom and um, help in the salvation of people. And so today... Um, Three years on in that um, journey, I am in the middle of uh, reforming a ro rosary novena. It's a 54-day novena, as you will have heard joining in here. And today is the second day of the Thanksgiving prayer. So that is now um, 29 days of the 54 days. 27 days of the petition have been prayed and two days now of the Thanksgiving prayer on a particular topic with regards to the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Spirit has placed on my heart. And of course, this will be resultant um, of this part of the journey um, and getting to this point. And so it's not something that, that doesn't already exist. It does, it's in the spirit, um, but it's looking at manifesting it in a more solid or solidified, committed, um, obvious, real way. And it's looking to do that, but also to do that carefully because we know that um, it's most important to remain free from sin, which means you're, you stay within the grace of God rather than falling. And so that's why it was quite detrimental to watch out what I was doing in terms of um, being involved in any church, um, etc. Because um, ultimately, Mother Mary, you know, we've just celebrated her birthday. So she would be born in free from sin and brought in by grace. So they wouldn't be doing all of the law, the lower law, types of things that many people do because of sin because they would be living more in the grace of God just as for example Mary and Joseph were betrothed and walked in the grace of God they didn't um, have a huge wedding celebration or sign off each other's lives to each other in a contract etc so we have to be very careful when we get involved and when we're asking to have something solidified that we're really looking for it in the spirit more essentially and that it to become actualized and realized more um, with wisdom and collaboration within the spirit for the sanctity of our lives through unity with the Holy Ghost so that we're putting the Holy Ghost which is God first and not that of the earthen means of of doing things um, as a priority so it's being it's walking a very careful 
coordinated journey and path with God about that, what it means and what's actually okay for us to do so that we're glory to the kingdom and we're doing things in the right way. This is, of course, really a fine sort of like line because you walk it with the grace of God, yet you're also trying to walk by, you know, that narrow door as well. So, you know, you want to do the best. So it really is a kind of funny sort of almost parallel or kind of like, let's say, you know, one of these kind of interesting situations. And it's working that out into kind of a more furtherance in, in wholeness of um, awareness of it and just making sure that I am 100% doing the right thing even although I know I've got God's grace I don't want to put myself in a place where I'd be questioning the grace of God because of an action that I took if you understand me like I don't want to take the grace for um granted so that's that's what um why I'm so careful with regards to this and I'm taking the time to do a rosary novena on it and I just take extra time in general and for this so that's why that is the way that it is um and so that's it so today was the joyful mysteries um and within that I mean you're really kind of like looking at Mary's annunciation her fiat her saying yes the visitation um to Elizabeth where she pronounces the Magnificat and that that you know her soul magnifies the Lord and she just is in so much happiness glorifying the Lord by her yes to God that she's there for her cup is overflowing with love and she's able to share that and share that grace with um Elizabeth with others and for me it's kind of almost like the two kind of like I see like a figure of eight in eternity and them being very much joined in the the joining of um John as well with Jesus um and the protection over lives as to um the names that they are given and the positions that they take but who they really are inside and connections so there's a lot of wisdom in that and it's very interesting so we look at that there's also um the nativity as well it's just also beautiful well, the presentation um of the child uh, in the temple and then the nativity well i'm sorry the nativity then the presentation and um but goodness that just shows you doesn't it it was all happening at one in one and in other realms and ways of the angels too in terms of the temple being the physical temple of the body but yes um the temple uh whereby they went and they lowered to that that earthen law and for for whatever reason that was then to do that and that's very similar with our walk as well and how we did things so um yeah so the presentation of Jesus in the temple and um you know just how this prophet was waiting all his life for this so beautiful and then walking through that um on into uh Jesus as well being um in the temple and being obedient to his parents and coming home even though he's all this wisdom so again looking at the fact that you know and um, when we understand the hugeness of the gift of a child in our life and the Holy Spirit upon their life that we are still maintaining our Holy Spirit and our guidance is Mary was very much um, obedient to God, 
maybe overwhelmed like I know I can be with the awesomeness of, of my child and how the Holy Spirit is upon her life but also taking the authority to be a mum and do the will of God in that mothering um, vocation that Mary has so she's a very good um, example of the authority of um, God not just mothering God but actually the authority to co-create with God and to take authority in general in a very good way that was pleasing to God um, allowing for the growth so again that that balance tightrope balance of allowing for the growth and development but also taking that kind and rightful authority as well so it's a very important um, time to be looking at this um, I'm not going to say too much but I did quickly hear someone talk about this from one of the lower level churches um, and they talked about how you know Mary's birth teaches humility well I actually felt very much um, I wouldn't call it humility because that's lowering of oneself I would say that it's more um, the communion with God and the, the importance of the time set apart to do that um, and it might look humble to other people so maybe that's where it comes from like from the outside it, it seems that way but it's just not looking to the outside world for the answers and instead placing God first so that is what her birth tells us and certainly how I was feeling drawn to um to go further with God on that day particularly yesterday and I'm doing the same today um very much so so yes but throughout Mary's life if we go beyond the birth she uh is very much a woman of authority. Um, the the video that I was hearing a little bit about before I quickly put it off was, it was saying that you know, um, she was quiet and hardly talked. Well, her Magnificat was huge. <laughs> um, and we have to go beyond just what is seen as well. We do know, and it's very important to to look at what is what is seen but it's also important to go beyond and in faith and understand who Mary really would be and the amazing authority that she had um, and, and the confidence as well of course she was very much um, reflecting on the scriptures that she would know about and she was co-creating with those scriptures and so she's a very good example about how we can co-create and how um, you know we we really need to go beyond scripture to do more now um, so she's a very good example but she's not the final example she teaches us to go beyond scripture and go beyond what has gone before as beautiful as it is and um, there's lots that we are informed that we must do to make sure we go beyond that and <laughs> really understand um who god who jesus is to us is essential to be able to do that now so um authority is a very important thing um but that really only happens in the best way for our health and well-being and for the good of all if we can truly um you know work beyond 
uh, what's already written and work with the active living word that is the Holy Spirit in co-creation for, you know, the, the good of all. And that is done through full acceptance, but it's also done through understanding, having wisdom and knowing uh, about warfare, about defeat of uh, the devil and the demonic and the victory and proclaiming the victory of that, which thankfully I didn't give um, as my name, but certainly has been given as my name by God through my parents. So I give thanks for them it's a continual reminder um, but with that comes responsibility um, placed upon me uh, without me asking for it so it, um, it's important to, to understand the reverence and respect that must be shown when someone's given that but also um, from me to God to be able to to uh, dwell in it, understand it well and to glorify the kingdom the best way that I can um, for God. A lot of it is, yeah, it's the ascension path so it is a constant route to perfection as well. It's working on things. And so, yeah, a little bit more about, you know, how Mary is in, involved how the Marian path is involved but how um, we have to look beyond as well and work with the Holy Spirit and that is part of the heritage, inheritance of um, understanding Mother Mary Sancti Michael Archangeli Defendi nos in prelio Contra nequitian Et insidias diabli Esto presidium Impere ili dios Supplices deprecamur to keep princeps militiae celestis, satanum aliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad peredit sinium animarum pervagantur in mundo, divina virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. In prayer, in meditative prayer, I felt a compelling question, One thirty-one p.m., and it was a realisation, or based upon a realisation, even more so, I mean, we know this is true, but it was more like the Holy Spirit is asking through me, why do they resurrect the cross rather than him, rather than Jesus? When we think of churches, well, what came to mind was, you know, friends um, earlier on in university, I recall them having you know, Jesus Christ on the crucifix, on the cross, on the crucifix. And then I thought of this in churches and I thought of the way that people in church present in terms of pre-ascension and this constant resurrection of the cross that they seem to want to continually do. And where is that coming from? Why does that happen in some of our lives or at least... Um, if not for all of us all the time, but at least like a time or a period, even if it's not going day in and day out to do that, what, you know, in such a way, in such a manifested way, maybe it's an aspect of, of our thoughts or something that we need to ascend higher. And so that's a big thing, really, 
that I'm going to finish on. It's a question of why are they resurrecting? You know, I felt Jesus saying, why are they resurrecting the cross rather than me? If God is an ascension, if Jesus is an ascension, why do people keep resurrecting the cross instead of him through the power of the unity in the Holy Spirit and going there with him? So in alignment with the question by the Holy Spirit and understanding how we sometimes go through things or do things but the intention is for something to be like more solidly overcome and a better position out of it so we know that so it depends on the intention with regards to a resurrection and what the resurrection is so now I'd like to kind of like focus more on resurrecting um our faith, love, and most important, our thankfulness. As we go throughout life, there are different things that we might need to resurrect, different things that we might need to go through. But the most important one of all is that of um, of love and placing God first, that resurrection of God within our hearts at the ascended level um, is that divine love overall. So being able to infuse everything with that and the intention, therefore, of everything being set by there is really possible through having an awareness of how God has been salvation in our lives and how much God, even if not to look at salvation directly, but to look from a higher level, in what ways we are thankful what ways God is, you know, working in our lives and what ways are we thankful for the ways in which God is working through our lives. And again, it really is highlighting Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and of anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And that's a naturally thanksgiving point to be able to dwell on good things means we're dwelling on God. God is what is at the foundation of every good thing. So to stay on that path most fervently overall, depending on all the different things we might have to go through, but is that being our main central focal point overall, we are therefore divinely inspired in everything that we do by God through being centered in that way. So again, something to think about today. Where are there areas in our hearts where we are needing to be more centered? You know, um, the core, core of thorn, isn't it? The core of our um, being, having God there and being in the presence of God and being aware of it mindfully and giving thanks dwelling more on the lovely things of life and that's all part of being you know yoked with the Holy Spirit that's what comes of that of course we know there are things of the world um that will bring up slight antithesis but we must always keep the armor of God um um at the forefront of our spiritual 
um, lies and um, that manifested in this world is who we are and how we walk forward. And so I'm drawn again to the Lord works knock. So from that place, um, you know, there is um, an ability to discern more of what God's will is. You know, when we're dwelling on God, on good things, that's God's things, God. Um, we will be able to develop something that God has placed in our hearts and maybe we had locked off or forgot about or we weren't able to dwell on or to develop on that because of maybe um, the call on our lives. Like Jesus had a huge call, so the attacks were many. Um, but now with the ascended um, vision and uh, ability from the Holy Spirit of the risen Christ, beyond that um, resurrection even, we're able to understand and to knock and to knock at a different level in other words, pray at a different level, um, hear God's plan for our life and work that out and develop that more with that dedication and devotion to God. And that's why a lacking of dedication and devo- devotion to God, you know, leads people into just not having the life that they really want. And having the life that we really want isn't all about having things that we think we might want. It's far deeper than that. And until you have God, you might constantly be looking for things and more and more things without them being rested in God and being able to be utilised in God really well and kind of being overlooked. So to utilise the gifts of God very well or to rather maybe better placed word would be not to utilise but to honour God's gifts more. Um, In other words, hold them in a certain way in your heart and be able to interact with them in a certain way in our lives um, at a better place is um, really all down to how much devotion we have in God and, and seeing everything through the eyes of God. So very, very um, good point to just go on here that, you know, the amount of devotion, the amount of dwelling on the good things is how devoted we are to God in our lives and therefore that ascending our level in terms of what we're knocking for in other words what we're praying for and how we're discerning it and how we're walking it through and how we're allowing it to develop in our lives each step of the way um i mean for example the devotion is so high right now um i can tell you that through cooperating with um God in the terms of that amount of dwelling in the terms of the godliness in terms of um the concentration and focus on God right is all what this particular point in my life is even more so um based upon particularly through these 27 days of thanksgiving prayer what a beautiful time and today to have the joyful mysteries and tomorrow as I move through uh, these tomorrow will be the luminous mysteries and I can see that's all very well and good but then I'm thinking uh, the sorrowful mysteries and being thankful 
in that when it's kind of resurrecting pre-ascension and you just you know the kind of parts of pre-ascension that are not so great because obviously there's parts of pre-ascension in Christ's life are great you know the nidhevity I always think is beautiful anyway um of course but yeah so it's kind of like dwelling on God gives us an ability to work out how we cooperate with these different types of prayers or meditations even like how we can reform them to be in a, more in alignment with God at higher ascended position and that is a good thing to do it's always good to reform because reform means that you're growing in union with God you're ascending in other words so it means you're growing you're ascending to ascend is to reform to reform is to ascend and that's what we are commanded not just called to but we're commanded to do for the glory of the kingdom and for the good of all people as well as just ourselves so um as wonderful as that is that's just another point and then after that obviously we'll be back on to the glorious mysteries and round it goes again. <laughs>